Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Check Your Six, the podcast covering the collegiate and professional North American scene of Rainbow Six Siege. But this week we're also covering the International Six Invitational, which is the biggest tournament of the year, and it's just been absolutely phenomenal to watch. Cannot get enough of this. The drama today has been phenomenal, and we're going to actually hold off on talking about the Pro League and the Six Invitational tonight because we're going to split that up. We're going to do the Pro Scene tomorrow, and we'll be able to cover cover the Grand Finals of the Six Invitational tonight. I'm flying solo. I am your host, Warlock Recall, and we are going to talk the college scene this time around. And like I said, Syntax will join me tomorrow, and we'll talk about the Six Invitational as it has been absolutely nuts the last couple days, especially today. But we're going to go over to the college Rainbow Six League where they've had trials 3, 4, and 5 since the last time we talked. 5 actually just wrapped up maybe a couple hours ago. And we have 4 new teams joining the invited teams for the invite league. Now we're going to go... There's special news before we go into those results. Trial number seven is actually going to be a special sponsored trial by the G4 student program at DreamHack. So the teams that go there go to DreamHack for trial number seven. That's right. They are competing at DreamHack, and people will be able to watch it live from the Bring Your Own Computer area. So the other special thing about this about this trial in specific is the reward. Compete live at DreamHack, and the first place winners will receive GTX 1060 video cards. So, boom. If the overall price pool wasn't enough, if the notoriety and the fame and the fortune wasn't enough, now you get a GTX 1060 just for qualifying for the league. So, that's a big deal right there. Now we're going to go back into the past, about a week or so. The third trial, we had UCI White, ASU Maroon, so Arizona State University Maroon, University of California, Irvine, Texas Tech University, and Northern Arizona University A-Team qualify for the Invite League. The fourth trial wrapped up with Arizona State University Gold, University of North Carolina at Charlotte, and Ontario Tech University aqua the ontario tech university aqua team i don't know if that's a team b team c team whatever uh but seeing as it's the first ontario tech university team to qualify i'm going to go with it's the a team also because aqua starts with a the fourth qualifier from the fourth trial was university of tennessee at knoxville this is their orange team which i'm also assuming is their a team the fifth trial, I chose a number of the 25 or so teams I saw registered for the fifth trial, and I thought some of these, some of these are going to make it in, because having talked to a number of the teams, I felt good about them. College of Charleston, Texas A&M, Black and Maroon, University of Connecticut, Uni University of Iowa, and Longhorn Gaming, and University of Iowa actually had two teams registered for this, so I'm like, hey, Iowa's good. We know where they stand. We're going to be good. We can we can get one of these teams in, right? Wrong. I was wrong for three out of the four. Humber A team. 
Humber from Humber College. New York Tech. I, you know what? I saw the name. I'm like, mm, I could see you. I could see you getting in there, but I didn't pick them, and I was wrong. I'm sorry, New York. I love you. Uh, so congratulations on qualifying. The other team I saw, I was like, yes, you know what? They should be on my list, but I didn't know how they really fared in the Rainbow Six world, even though I know the name. University of Louisiana Lafayette, they made it through. And the one team I did call out, University of Texas, Longhorn Gaming, they all qualify with the fifth trial. So we are up to 20 of the... Was it 32 teams qualified for the invite league? So there's only three left. Get your butts in gear, get registered, and qualify because there's only 12 spots left. The CEA Open League, I got the chance to watch the GCU Purple team and the Northern Arizona University B team go at it. I didn't realize that this was an open league team or open league match, but... Because I saw GCU, I'm like, GCU is a good team. And I'm assuming purple, purple like royalty is the A team. And I think I actually was able to look that up and confirm it. But that match was just a slaughter. Absolute slaughter. You could tell the difference in skill sets. And it was just obvious from the first round. GCU didn't have to adjust their strategy at all, it seemed. Like, they could go one comp for attack, one comp for defense, and they were just fine. Uh, and skill was just on vastly different levels, but this is what you expect from the Open League. They GCU won it handedly, 2-0, to zero, two maps. They get the three points for it. They won 7-0, to 7-1. to one. And so I know the GCO A team from CR6, and they are absolutely not a team to sleep on. So if there is a team that's going to make it into the invite league sooner than later, whether they extend the number of teams that are in it, or if there's just a new qualifier to get into there once there's relegation, they will be a team to watch, absolutely, as they are, and they have been a huge contender over the last year. The Invite League, and this is one step that I have to say thank you so much to CEA for recording and making public, whether or not the match was a forfeit. And I can tell you right now, none of the games in the first two weeks of the CEA Spring League have been a forfeit. Boom. Done. We have integrity being established for all of these teams and how good they are. So that's exciting to tell. The one match that I went through and I got to kind of speed through and watch and catch a little bit of the commentary, Arizona State University versus the University of Akron. And let me remind you, University of Akron was the previous season's three league winners. So CEA, CRSL, and CR6. University of Akron won all three. So Arizona State University came out swinging. And it was a close match close enough like Akron always just kind of seemed one step behind them which is why they lost clubhouse seven to five but in another close match that was round for round University of Akron keeping pace like they lost the first round and then they tied it up or the they lost a round and then tied it up and they kept that pace all the way up to five to five and then they eventually strung a couple rounds together Akron pulled it out to win coastline 
with a comeback and with that with the way cea is set up splitting the series will net each team one point it is a best of two if they win 2-0 they get three points if there's a draw or two draws or whatever i believe that's two points for each team i can look up the scoring system another time but they split this one one point each which after the last map or match the standings in the Galahad division where Arizona State and Akron play in uh, the standings haven't changed uh, and but neither has the gap between ASU and Akron ASU, ASU leads the division by two points over Akron so they're one match away from Akron being able to take first place the Lancelot division is barely led by Pennsylvania State University, who I'm excited. I don't know anything about because they've not competed in CR6 as far as I have seen, as far as I recall, at least. But there was 210 teams last season, so maybe it's okay that I missed something there. Ontario Tech and RIT Black are tied for second with two points. And while they only have one point, University of Florida is still very much in the chase as a 2-0 to zero win would net them three points. We could see a tie in standings come up if Florida can beat Pennsylvania as they're the last opponents within the division that they have not played. So until there's out-of-division play, if it's just between these four teams and they play through each other a couple times, we might actually see a very close race in all of the divisions, but especially this one. RIT Orange are dominating the Percival division with six points, and they're the only team to be 2-0 in the invite league, so you know they're a strong team. And RIT is, again, no one to sleep on. They've shown consistent results across multiple leagues, so they might have just gotten lucky with how this invite league was broken apart and how their divisions were determined. New York Tech, who also just qualified in CRSL, is in second with three points. There's not a whole lot left to comment about in the Mordred division. All the teams are on board with points. The round differentials are all really close and could easily turn around in a single game. Now, this division's not quite as close as I believe it is the Galahad division, where everyone is within points of just a single two, one or two points of each other, but Mordred is kind of all over the place. Uh, they're not all over the place. It's like four points, three points, two points, one point, two teams above zero round differential, two teams below, but a single match could change the entire organization of that division. And there's only four teams, so a single match is bound to shake some things up. I'll be really interested to see how the out-of-division play happens and when it happens to see if there is a warm-up period that these teams need into this spring season because there's still a lot riding on doing well in this invite league. Back to our old friend CR6. They have hit their brand new cap this time of 140 teams. Schedules for teams should be coming available on Sunday. And if you're in the Discord, you might be able to glean a look at that schedule. And so we can see when and where teams are going to be playing. And I'm really hoping to break down their divisions of 140 teams and how they have that broken down. I want to start doing power rankings, and one thing I was thinking about 
was creating some sort of spreadsheet that compiles all of the statistics from the different leagues and starts applying their point systems to an overall total and keep track of my own history of these teams. How did they do on Clubhouse? How do they do on Coastline? Or Coast House? Clubhouse and Coastline. Uh, see how they do in those maps and keep that living history when does a roster change how often are these teams having to deal with that and hopefully get to know these teams and what year they're in so that we can start also projecting when a dynasty or a leader might start to fade away i think that would be really cool to be able to track and talk about as well as tracking the faculty for each of these teams who might be supporting them coaches who are consistent analysts who are consistent anyone who's taking their teams out to places like DreamHack Anaheim and getting them to uh, participate and, you know, see who's able to grow their program locally that gets them out and about to play show matches elsewhere for other conventions or whether it's a DreamHack level establishment or a conference division matchup or even just a friendly hey this university is hosting the LAN. let's get some teams out there who are willing to travel this could be a great way for teams to really get out and play each other in a more fair setting as online has its complications i'll say but all in all we are off to a strong start with this season i like seeing these names pop up there's new ones there's familiar ones there's ones that we can start shifting our perspectives on as maybe players have come and gone and as usual depending on how you all feel you can leave me a message on the podcast and tell me a little bit more about what's going on behind the scenes with the leagues that you know with how your team is performing in one league or another or all three of them if your teams are performing there i would love to know more about the players and about the teams so if there's a team captain out there or a team member who is not shy who wants to talk their team up who wants to show everyone else how their team should be behaving and performing and practicing and training hit me up send me a line catch me on all social media at warlock recall or you can leave a message for this podcast at anchor.fm slash check your six slash message Leave a voicemail, we'll talk, we'll exchange details, I'll track you down, and we'll get something in the books. I would love to have you on as a guest of the regular Thursday night interview podcast editions, or we can even do something off to the side. I would love to stream and play some games with your teams just to joke around, just to have a good time, and get to know the team members and where they're at, headspace-wise, what they think of Siege, the good, the bad, the ugly, and just see you all goof on some people who are completely disorganized while you all just absolutely dunk on them. I think it's a lot of fun, and just getting to know you all it would be a huge boon to the show and a great way to track the history of college-based Rainbow Six. Anyways, with that, I'm out. I will catch you all tomorrow, and look forward to some exciting talk about the Six Invitational. <laughs>